and West Des Moines. From the Jethro's Barbecue Studio, with amazing slow-smoked wings and world-famous baby back ribs, this is Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO. For 75 years, NCMIC has been doing the right thing for its customers, employees, and the community. Now, here's Miller and Condon. Calling. We're only going to hear this intro three more, two more times after this. Well, we can talk to Bama more. You know, we say every every yeah. offseason, we got to keep doing this, Trent. What right. can we do? we got to make this uh, at least monthly. Absolutely. Yeah, right. We'll do it because there's always storylines. I story know, lines. I know, I know, I know. I'm just going to miss it so much. Bama, good to speak with you, Bama. Happy New Year. How are you? The same to you guys. And, you know, call me to talk hockey, Ken. We can do that. Yeah. You are a hockey guy. I give you that. Sounds like I need a day off that day. <laughs> yeah, right. <There's> uh, <laughs> good stuff. Did you watch any of the Winter Classic? I did. I'll tell you, I didn't, and this is kind of one of my uh, pet peeves, is I'm so used to that game being New Year's Day right. during the day. Yeah. You know? and, and I know there's college football on, but it's 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 always so visually impressive and um. I, it kind of got lost on me, and somebody texted me. One of my buddies texted me, who's also a hockey guy. He goes, "Man, look, you're, they're playing in six below zero," and I'm like, "Oh crap, it's Winter Classic!" So I flip over, and of course, you see the. I mean, the stadium looked great. The yeah. settings looked great. Those wild uniforms were just sweet mm-hmm. as all get out. Um, and you know, you see these hardy folks sitting out there, and but I just kind of forgotten it kind of got just lost on tnt and i just think it's you're so geared to nbc having hockey you know for the last 15 years or whatever it is but um i did watch it uh you know bits and pieces of it and and always enjoy it. and i just like i said to me it's just the, pr- the whole production of it is just great was it last year or whenever it was when they played at lake tahoe oh, it was with spectacular the, last the year yeah. with some flyers yeah. i mean and it, it's almost like the the setting becomes the story in the game mm-hmm. of secondary yeah, so, but yeah, great, great idea they have. No, yeah, Lake Tahoe was Lake Tahoe was special. Just the visuals. All right, let's uh, let's talk some college football before we get into our you know kind of recap overall. Let, let's uh, let's recap. Spend a minute on, on the on the semifinals. Trent, we'll start with uh, you know, going go in order one mm-hmm. versus four. Alabama, Cincinnati, Cincinnati. Uh, give them credit. Uh, they they had no idea for, or no uh, answer rather uh, for the running game. Uh, Robinson was out of his mind in that game. Uh, he ran at will. Your thoughts on Alabama-Cincinnati? You know, Cincinnati, I thought, acquitted themselves pretty well. I did, too. Compared to some of the other semifinal blowouts that we've seen, Notre Dame, Washington, on and on and on. There's been a lot of ugly performances, and it wasn't that. Michigan State. Didn't think the game plan was the best. I mean, Desmond Ritter, how do you beat Alabama? You run with your quarterback, and he can move around a little bit and he can make plays with his legs. And really outside of that drive in the third quarter, that was about the only time that they really did that was surprised a little bit with the game plan from Cincinnati because play here, play there. Maybe this could have been a game, but Alabama ultimately just kept their finger on it. You saw right away what they were doing with Robinson power football. We're going to run it. Let's see. You want to play big boy football? Let's see if you can do it. Cincinnati wasn't up to the No, desk. they weren't. And you have Trent's right, Bama. Right off the bat, uh, Saban, they just ran the football one time yep. after another. Uh, your thoughts on that one, Bama? Yeah, I'm going to go a little different way. I was really disappointed in Cincinnati. I mean, it, it was obvious to me. Bryce Young wasn't great in this game. No. And, 
Look, Cincinnati's got some pros in that secondary. Yep. I mean, there's no question. That, that's a that's an excellent secondary. Uh, Mechie is, was a big loss for them. They really never got anybody other than Williams going, um, which is maybe to be expected. And he kind of had to play that role. He wasn't really the explosive guy down the field with Mechie kind of working underneath. So, And I think that's going to be a problem going forward, but we'll get to that later. I just thought, I was so disappointed in in the game plan for Cincinnati because, you know, you've complained for two years. You specifically, Cincinnati, have complained for two years about uh, a group of five team, and which, by the way, I don't think there'll ever be another one because these the four that are going to the Big Twelve now, what group of five is really left to get into this? Um, But you know, man, you finally got here. You beat Notre Dame. Take your shot. I mean, you're going to get punched in the face anyway. Why don't you just throw a few haymakers back? I mean, who cares if you go down 44 to 10? You might go down 38 to 35. I mean, you know, Alabama could have been picked off that day. I mean, you're right. They were always going to be able to run the ball because they're just bigger and more athletic up front. And at some point when you're outweighed by 40 pounds per man and you're just it's you're not going to be able to stop that i was just really disappointed i thought ritter played tepid kind of scared he went down pretty easily under some of the he saw pressure and he just went down uh he didn't run it i just i was disappointed in cincinnati as a college football fan not as an alabama you know supporter but i'm fine if you want to go that route turtle all you want but they just didn't take their shot i thought they finally got into the game you finally got a group of five it was against the number one team take your shot go down if you're going to go down go down swing and run some trick plays some reverses some fleet whatever it is empty it all out and go down swinging and i just didn't think they did that on offense i give their defense was you know was pretty good uh except against the run except against the run which we knew they were going to struggle against but okay fine they go down and score you got to match it. And, you know, they had a chance at one slant that got knocked down. That was a touchdown. And then, you know, give Saban credit because they kind of went down the field after Alabama scored on that opening drive. Mm-hmm. And you're thinking, man, this is going to be up and down. And, and they stopped him, kicked the field goal. Um, I don't know. I just thought it was tepid by Cincinnati. was really disappointed in their offensive identity. And just, just take your shot, man. If you get there, you've griped about it so long. Take your shot. Go down swinging. Trent, Georgia and Michigan was eye-opening to me. I I now am fully on board. It took me all season, but Stetson Bennett can win the big one. Yeah. Um, I, I've seen enough. He's a great story, and I think he's going to cap an incredible story. Michigan, did Hutchinson even play? Did Ajabo even dress for the game? Where were these two guys? Georgia had a game plan mm-hmm. for both of those t- gifted defensive ends. You were on the, uh, the lack of offense for Michigan the entire week. You were proven right in that. Georgia... Uh, uh, 17, my God, uh, all over the proverbial football field. They had no idea for, is it N'Kobe Dean? Dean, and I think N'Kobe Dean is how you say his first name. He was incredible in that game. Georgia's legit, man. Brock Bowers, how about that for the yeah. young tight end? Yep. He was outstanding. How do you, and the game plan. Yeah, that guy was in high school last year. That's yeah. crazy. 
the game plan was perfect, though. You're going to negate those great defensive ends, and you're going to get it out wide, and you're going to get your playmakers in space. And this is not a vintage Georgia team you know, with playmakers all over the field. There's no no Sean Moreno and guys like that. There's no, no Herschel Sean Walker. There, there's not great yeah. outside guys because of some injuries that they've had, but they got guys in space, and they negated those defensive ends, and it worked out incredibly well. And you're right, Stetson Bennett, you know, we continue to talk about what he is not He's a walk-on. He's mm-hmm. not a strong-arm guy. But the dude, he can make plays. He's and he showed it. Absolutely. You've got to talk about now. He's still got a game to get there, yep. but really impressed by him. Love the game plan. Love what Kirby Smart and afterwards. No Gatorade bath. We got one more to win. Yeah. Bama, your thoughts on Georgia-Michigan? Yeah, I, I didn't see it coming quite this bad, but I thought Georgia was going to play ticked off, and man, did they ever. I don't think they were happy with that performance, uh, obviously, in the SEC championship. I think there was a little something to the fact they knew they were going to be in the playoff no matter what, and Alabama was fighting to get in. I know you're playing for a conference championship, you know, that kind of thing, and you lost, but they knew they basically had to win. That that game wasn't going to matter other than just for a, an SEC trophy for Georgia. And they heard the narrative, oh, maybe they're a little overrated and, you know, all this kind of stuff. And, and man, they just came out, and that was never a contest for Michigan. I didn't expect it to be that big of a run over. I thought they might be able to, to pressure and confuse Bennett a little bit, but it never happened. I'm still not totally convinced. I mean, i got to see it against Alabama, and we'll talk about that game I know more on Monday, but I just, Georgia to me just, you know, I don't know. For whatever reason, they didn't play well in the SEC championship game. People started talking. They slipped to whatever it was, three, I guess, and uh, they, I mean, they just came out and said, listen, don't forget about us. I know all the talks about Alabama and Young winning the Heisman and Cincinnati making the playoff as a group of five, and Michigan, the biggest, like nobody was talking about Georgia. Everybody, every, all the other three teams had a story. And they just, I think, reminded everybody why they, they were the ranked number one for the majority of the season. I think they're the best team. They're the most talented. They're going to be in a battle. There's no question in the championship game. But, uh, with Alabama's, some attrition that they're picking up, um, I, I expect a much better performance from them. And they just absolutely trucked Michigan in that game. That was just not a contest. Uh, let's do the bowl season as a whole, Trent Condon. Your biggest surprise this bowl season was what? Biggest surprise of the bowl season, I really think it was that North Carolina-South Carolina yeah. game. Mm-hmm. Quarterback play for South mm-hmm. Carolina had been such a problem for them. I, do, I, th- I thought, Trent, my, my, my theory, go- they're just glad to be there. Right. Six wins, they didn't think they were getting to six wins. Howell's playing for North Carolina. Yep. One last chance yep. to maybe solidify his place as a first-round NFL draft pick. All these different narratives, and they got absolutely blitzed. Didn't look like they wanted to nope. be there. That was the takeaway. And then on top of it, of course, you get the mayo on Shane Beamer <laughs> after the game. And they conked him in the head with the bucket. Did <laughs> yes. you see that? Yeah, get... Instead of having a couple of 110-pound interns doing uh, the right. Mayo double, let's get a couple offensive linemen oh back there. Oh, my gosh. Bama, your biggest surprise? That was it. I mean, that's the one I had written down, South Carolina mm-hmm. North Carolina. It just, it was just, you're right, a team that was really happy to make a ball game versus a team that came in with a lot of preseason expectations, unseating Clemson, you know, ACC favorite transition year for Clemson, all this kind of stuff we heard about. And they just limped to a just blah finish. Mm-hmm. They didn't want to be there. A lot of opt-outs. 
a lot of talent that, you know, didn't decide they didn't want to play, and they don't have the depth of some of these other teams like Clemson and Ohio State who just said, hey, whoever wants to transfer, go to the portal. If you want to go to the pros, go to the pros. We'll take what's left and form it and be competitive. North Carolina doesn't have that depth. And, man, South, that, that was just not, again, just not a competitive game, and it was just a classic team that was happy to be there, use it as a reward for a season versus a team who just was one of the more disappointing teams. Even though they made a bowl, they were one of the more disappointing teams in the country. That That's the game I had written down as my biggest surprise of the season okay. of the bowl so far. Uh, biggest disappointment, Trent? For me, I think it's the Pac-12 as a whole. Going yeah. 0 for 5, right. some no-shows in those games. I think, in a way, college football fans, unless you are just absolutely tied at the hip to a certain conference, we want to see the Pac-12 better, don't we? we yeah, just, I do. We want it relevant. We want uh-huh. to see it on a national scale. And again, even with opportunities there to advance the brand a little bit further, yeah, Utah acquitted themselves incredibly well in that Rose Bowl, but as a whole, 0 for 5, just want to see that conference become more relevant. Your biggest disappointment, Bama? Well, I agree on that. The, the, the biggest disappointment, I guess, game-wise for me, other than Cincinnati, which I, I just you know went on about, I just they were just really disappointed me in their effort. Was really disappointed that Notre Dame couldn't finish out yeah. the Fiesta Bowl for Marcus Freeman. Um, you, you know, I don't know what went wrong, and, and this is one of those where it started out great, and everybody's like, "Man, boy, did they get the right guy!" And look at this. And, <laughs> And then, you know, the the whole in-game adjustment thing. And, you know, Mike Gundy, he, I don't think he gets enough credit for the job that he's done at Oklahoma State. That's not a that's not an easy place to win. Not only, you know, Stillwater itself. Well, you're number you're two in your going, own state. <laughs> exactly. You're always going, um, you know, up against Oklahoma. So it, it's just one of those things where, you know, he doesn't get enough credit, but I was really disappointed, not not in Notre Dame, but more for Notre Dame and Marcus Freeman, because now you're going to get into the whole thing. And, you know, listen, you did, you know, now it was a rushed search. And, never had coach you know, look, before. Was, yeah, never been a head coach and couldn't make the in-game adjustments yeah. and all this kind of crap. And so, you know, look, we're, we're not going to know for another year or two whether he was the right guy. I hope he is. I really like him. Yeah. I think his players love him. I think he's going to be able to recruit like hell and get a lot of good players up there, and it's just what what can you do with it. So that, to me, was a disappointment, not in a team, but really for a team that they weren't able to finish. Yeah, game. Jack Klum threw for a boatload of yards yeah. in that football. My biggest disappointment was the fact that the Y Bowl was canceled. <laughs> I was so looking forward to that on Christmas Eve. Yeah. It would Every, have been terrible football. I know, but it just would have been something to watch. We don't have any kids at home. It yeah. would have been football. Uh, right. Most entertaining game in the Bull season, Trent. Well, of course, the Rose Bowl is the answer, but I'm going to go a different direction. That Music City Bowl with Purdue and Tennessee. Incredible. Yeah. I mean, it was. Oh. Thursday, we're done yeah. for the week. It's yeah. middle of the afternoon. Aiden Oak McConnell going back and forth huh. with Hooker. It was just so riveting, and so he's fun. coming back next year, too. It was that game I will remember for a really, really long time. Yeah, the Rose Bowl's the answer, but <laughs> yeah. got to give honorable mention to the music. City Glad Bowl. you did. If you didn't, I was going to. Bama? Same, same here. That's the two I had written down. Rose is obvious. Music City, man, I was locked in uh-huh. to that Purdue Tennessee game, and it took. Did it seem like it took five oh. hours to finish yes. that game? Holy mm-hmm. crap! I wonder if that's but in you the know box score. Oh, the, 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 the game, yeah, yeah. You know what? I, don't I mean, know. but I, I was not. I mean, I would have watched it for six hours. It was that entertaining. <laughs> it was just. I mean, it was haymaker after haymaker after haymaker, and all the orange in the stand, but. 
You know, Purdue had a lot of fans there, too. I mean, 70, the Titans would love a crowd like that, okay? And I'm a Titans fan, and they're getting there now. That, 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 this, you know, that team is more relevant, and you get a lot of good crowds there. But, man, that place was packed. And, you know, with 70,000 people, it, you know, Purdue is, is what, I don't know, a four-hour drive, maybe five hours from Nashville. Nashville's just a great town if you've never been there for a game. It's a great experience. Um, but, yeah, that game to me was just riveting. And, of course, for me, the right side won my guilty pleasure. I was going to watch that game anyway, <laughs> right. and I watched probably the last three quarters of it. And, man, I just could not take my eyes off of it. It was yeah. just captivating television. I'm with you. And the Rose Bowl is the right answer, but um... – it's just, yeah. it was just an incredible, incredible game. Two, uh, just amazing game. I'll never forget the Rose Bowl. Who did you see? Give me a player that you saw in the in a bowl game. You really didn't notice him maybe in the regular season. Of course, gosh, this guy next year, I will know what position he plays and what team he's on. Will Shipley for Clemson. Yeah. I guess I knew him. Running back, but yeah. As we talked about, we just none of us really well, watched a ton of Clemson no, this no, year. No, 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 because yeah, that's, compared to what we normally <laughs> normally, do. yeah. So you wouldn't let right. us talk about. We're it. not We're allowed exactly. to talk about. Yeah, it. exactly, because yeah, right. it sucked, and I'm glad that You're we on didn't the waste time. Miller show. Right. Yeah, <laughs> it uh, it, it's Will Shipley for me yeah, though, because it, if they get a quarterback, they got a dude back there running back. Too. It's a good one, Bama. How about you? Uh, Smith and Jigba. I mean, I knew <laughs> a lot of this. Of course, I think is. You know, at some point, Utah's got to make an adjustment, don't you? You'd think. I mean, you know, Herb Street was talking about it. You know, they were five yards off of him. Gives him a two-way go, you know, to use not to get, you know, try to sound like an expert. But basically, I can go inside or I can go outside. you got to take one away. you got to jam him and force him one way. They never did that. But in a, in a you know, receiver room that you had, you know, he had a lave. Last year, he had Jamison Williams in that room. He transferred. He to left because of playing time. Think about yes, that. Yes, yes, and and you know Wilson and all these guys, and this guy goes out and catches fifteen passes for three hundred and forty-seven yards in the Rose Bowl. Again, a little bit of defense. I knew he was good. I had no idea he was that good because of Alave gets all the you know the attention, and then of course, Jamison Williams with what he's doing at Alabama. Um, you know, but man, that guy is you know he he Stroud and Young are going to be the top three in the Heisman next year without question. They're going to be the top. You know, I don't know how they're going to you know how it's going to open. And maybe it already has opened. I don't know the odds for the Heisman. I haven't next seen year, him yet. Bryce Young, C.J. Stroud, and this kid are going to be the top three, I think, without question. Uh, I'm going to go, kid, uh, a nose tackle for Baylor. Ika. Zaka yeah. Ika, 62. <laughs> Good God. I, yeah. I, I had to look him up because I, this kid's got to be a senior. Boy, is he ever going to make some money. I got an yeah. answer uh, for our Purdue-Tennessee elapsed time. How long? Four hours, 38 minutes. Wow. Yep. Four thirty eight. Did you did you ever yep. feel any watching oh man, I wish this game would end. Never. Never single overtime too. It wasn't like one of these nine right. overtime games. Right. Right. Overtime. Right. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm I'm wasn't sitting there going, God, can we just get done with this? <laughs> yeah. 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 No. Uh who did but we yeah, you're right. That nose tackle for Baylor. Ika. I mean, how'd you how'd you like to go up against that? You know, you, <laughs> you put on the tape as a center and go, Really? I got yeah. this for sixty minutes? Oh, he's he yeah. was really, really good. Trent, who did you yeah. um, biggest disappointment? We'll save a, a team that was way better than you thought back in August. Way better than I thought 
it's the Baylor Bears. Yeah. You know, we were going through, of course, right. we were talking about Iowa State mm-hmm. and Oklahoma. At Gundy, you know, a lot of times he'll find the radar. On Texas, Trent. I was buying Kansas State. It just yeah. on and on and on. And yeah. never did the Baylor Bears come up into that conversation. Big 12 champions in a Sugar Bowl win along with it. This guy's going to get some votes for Coach of the Year, too. Oh, yes. Miranda. Bama, who, uh, biggest surprise? Well, that Baylor was on my list, too. Um, and, and, man, talk about a guy that, talk about a, getting a higher right. I mean, my yeah. God, Dave Aranda just mm-hmm. fits every possible way for that program. For me, it's Utah. I mean, I never really bought into Utah. I had Oregon. I had, you know, other teams. Somebody had Washington. Thought about USC, Arizona (laughs) State. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) But, I mean, listen, once they got over that, you know, the tragedy that they had, which I think clearly affected them, and how could it not? I mean, really, how could it not? Um, Man, that was not a team that you wanted to see. And I'm telling you, I understand why Cincinnati got in. Utah would have been a much better, much tougher opponent mm-hmm. uh, for Alabama, I think, than Cincinnati was. And, you know, I hate it for Rising that he went out that way, um, you know, with, with the concussion, right. the quarterback. Um, but, you know, then, then then the backup comes in and throws the touchdown. I mean, they couldn't, they just didn't have enough to finish the game. And again, you know, Smith and Jogba just went, went and just went crazy on them. And they never made that adjustment. But Utah as a team, I didn't see them being this good, and not maybe record-wise, but just a team that can really line up with the big boys and go toe to toe. And I mean, we saw what they did against Oregon, uh, the you know the in the Pac-12, and then the two games they played them, and then just lining up toe to toe with a stacked Ohio State team and slugging it out in the Rose Bowl. Great season for them. They were better than I thought. Michigan State for me, fellas. Sparty won yep. eleven football yeah. games, including their bowl game. All right, who did um, who didn't live up to expectations? Trent Texas A and M is one that jumps off the page to me. Beat Number Alabama. five last yeah. year had that big victory, of course, but still finished with four losses this mm-hmm. year, and of course opted out of the Gator Bowl along with it. It just uh, you thought Jimbo was maybe on the precipice of something special, got the big win, but couldn't follow it through with a good season. Texas A and M for me. Alabama, Florida. I mean, that was just a train wreck. I mean, you you look at where they were from that two-point play to try to tie the game late against Alabama, and you thought, okay, you know, you're coming off the year, you know, the SEC championship game last year with Kyle Pitts and Trask and how great that game was and up and down, and you knew there was going to be a little bit of a transition. But, man, that team just went absolutely straight south after that game. Dan Mullen, you, you know, just, I don't know what happened with him or his ego got in the way or whatever it was. I have no clue what happened. But that was just a really disappointing team. Um, and then they get beat in the bowl game by Central Florida. And I know they had a lot of, you know, issues with players leaving. And UCF, again, a team that wanted to be there versus Florida was kind of a team that had to be there because for whatever reason they decided to win their last game against Florida State. Hmm. But that that was them to me. North Carolina is on that list. Texas is on that list. You know, Stanford, I don't know where that program now has been down for a while. And, of course, our friends in Lincoln. I mean, what are you ever just going to be 500 in the Big Ten? I mean, I don't know. But, yeah, Florida for me is the one.
uh, that stands out over all those. Yeah, Nebraska uh, in the conversation to me, North Carolina. I mean, Iowa State, uh, the top 10 team to begin yeah. the season. But North yeah. Carolina for me, 6-7 and seven, the way that they finished. Got a quarterback in Sam Howell who's going to the pros, uh, and that's the best they could do. I mean, their best win – what did they? Oh, they beat Wake Forest, didn't they? Yeah, they did beat Wake Forest. Yeah, but a lot of a lot of bad. When we got to move along here, fellas, we got to because um, I do want to get your prediction. You know, let's save the George uh, George Alabama talk for Monday. We won't even touch on that. So let's go straight to this. Who wins tonight? Trent Condon, LSU, K State. LSU is down to thirty nine scholarship players. Not a not a scholarship quarterback on the roster. Coach. Don't know. Yeah, I I don't know how you can make a compelling case for anybody but Kansas State here. Mm-hmm. Now the point spread continues to grow. What's but it not now? Plus, uh, top over seven. It's over seven. Teams? Yeah, yeah. See a couple of spots out there. So it just yeah. It come up with a conversation that you say I really want to take LSU in the points here. It's tough to do. I I can't. How can you, Bama? No, I mean again, like you said, thirty nine scholarship players. They don't have a quarterback that's taking a snap. Um, you know, coaching transition, they're all kind of auditioning for jobs next year, I think. Yeah. I don't know if that's going to make them tight or loose, or I don't know. Um, Kansas State, again, one of these teams, not flashy, not a team you really want to play against. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, are going to be disciplined, all these type of things. And, um, yeah, I just can't, I can't make a case for it. Now, you know, maybe they'll come out and play loose and, you know, who cares and, you know, do the anti-Cincinnati just, Chuck it all over the yard, but it's really hard to make a case for LSU just because of sheer numbers. And Kansas State's just one of those teams that is not much fun to play against uh, on any given day. But, man, when when you've got this much attrition and this much newness going, it's like a spring game for LSU. I mean, all these guys. I mean, they just, you know, who who knows what you're going to get. So I can't make a case, but we've been surprised before. Indeed we have. I'm surprised the game's going forward. Uh, I am too. I was just fixing to say I, yep. I, I would have bet two I, two weeks ago, Bam. I thought there's no way. Yes. Yep. I agree. When you look at this and all the attrition and all the COVID stuff, and you just yep. kind of look at it, and you go, "Do any one of these teams really want to be here?" January fourth. It's over, mm-hmm. so to speak. You know, the, we've got the finals. We got one yeah. more game, and you know who wants to go to Houston? But they're going to go. They're going to play. I guess. I haven't seen anything. You know, still time to change that. I guess, but. Um, you give, give LSU a little credit yeah, for playing. I, I mean, agree. fine, okay. Look, we're we're, you know, we're down uh, to forty players or whatever it is, but you know, we're going to go out there and we're going to play. Bama, uh, Monday at eleven oh five, we'll preview the Natty with you for uh, fifteen twenty minutes. All right, sounds good. Uh, have a wonderful week, Bama Bob. I will uh, miss talking to you on Friday. But now we know you're a Titans fan, Trent Condon. <laughs> that's a seed yeah. that's been planted. <laughs> yeah, I think they can make a run. The AFC is so so salty. Though it's going to be they're, they're going to get Derrick Henry back. I see he's going to practice this week. Going to practice this yeah, week, they, which is good news. If um, not one seed, yeah, they're going to be trouble. Indeed, they are. I got a ticket to twenty eight to one. Yeah, <laughs> go Titans, go! <laughs> Bama, we'll talk to you next Monday. Have a great week. Thank you. Y'all too, guys. Always enjoy. Yep. Take care. Uh, take care, Bama Bob. Talking college football with Bama. Well, Nick Olson. He's the new guy. He is. At Cyclone. Boy, did he make a splash on the day of the bowl game when he was the first to break the story that Mike Rose is not going to play. Nick will join us next. Miller and Condon are on Des Moines Sports Station 106.3. The Chicken Coop is the place for great food and wings with three metro locations. The Chicken Coop has the best, fresh, never-frozen wings, buffalo, garlic, jalapeno, 
Buck Nasty, Tropical Heat, Pepper Teriyaki, Garlic Parmesan, and so much more. Along with steaks, burgers, ribs, and a children's menu for the little ones. And don't forget about the Chicken Coop's daily lunch and drink specials. Catch all the games at the Chicken Coop in Ankeny, Urbandale, occurring this spring. Building a better community doesn't happen overnight. It takes hard work, dedication, and sacrifice. It takes a team, and it takes time. That's why for 75 years, we at NCMIC have been here working for you and with you. But this anniversary, we're not just looking back. We're focusing on the future, on building Iowa, on the better days ahead, and on how together we can all start taking the path forward. Market homeowners have two questions. What's the best time to rent out my home? And what's the best way to do it? The best time is when you're moving, relocating, combining households, inheriting a house, or you just don't want to pay a mortgage anymore. The best way to rent? Hire Renters Warehouse. Whether you have one home or a property portfolio, Renters Warehouse does the work so you don't have to. They perfectly price your property so you don't have to. They find great tenants in just 17 days on average so you don't have to. And for a small flat monthly fee their professional landlords manage your property 24 7 so you don't have to collect the rent you don't have to maintenance inspections and tax paperwork you don't have to there's no upfront fees no binding contracts and you can cancel at any time find out what your home will rent for by calling 515-528-4429 or go to renterswarehouse.com that's renterswarehouse.com renters warehouse des moines you can't buy happiness slash radio Get in on the action with the world's largest sports book. Right at your fingertips. Circa Sports Iowa is where the pros play. Enjoy the highest limits, lowest takeouts, and competitive betting menus. Download, fund, and bet from anywhere in Iowa. Circa Sports Iowa. Sports betting the way it should be. Download your new bookie today. Visit CircaSports.com. Must be over 21 and present in Iowa to bet. Have a gambling problem? Bing.net. Now back to Miller and Condon on 1460 KXNO and 106.3 FM. Here's Ken and Trent. All right, Miller and Condon, welcome back to Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO. Trent Condon, Ken Miller. Trent's Play of the Day, sponsored by our friends at Circus Sports, coming up here Oh, in about 15 minutes or thereabouts. Uh, Excited to talk to our next guest, Trent Condon. Mm -hmm. Nick Olson has uh, promised us that he was going to be our guy, along with Dave Sproul, of course, from KASI uh, in Ames. Nick's the new guy on the beat, taking over Cyclone Alert. Michael Swain has moved on. Nick Olson has moved in, and he joins us. Nick, Trent Condon, Ken Miller, welcome to Central Iowa, and welcome to KXNO. How are you, Nick? Thank you guys so much for having me. I'm I'm doing great. It's been an incredible first week here, very eventful in the world of the Cyclones, obviously, and honored to be on the show today. Well, you certainly made a splash, uh, and I guess and so let's let's do that. And I do want to you know get a little bit of your background here uh, for the listening audience. But you made a really uh, a terrific. I, I would think that you had to be pleased with it. I mean, you broke the news uh, that Mike Rose was not going to play on the morning of the bowl game. Uh, I hadn't even seen any speculation at all. I mean, he had been banged up a little bit, but seemingly uh, it came out of nowhere, and you got it. Good for you. Uh, obviously, you felt pretty good about your source uh, for you to uh, to make that big of a splash and it proved correct yeah quite honestly 
thank you so much. It it kind of came out of nowhere for me too. I mean, there were you know rumblings about being banged up for a little bit, as as you said, but never seemed like Rose was quite injured enough not to play. And then you know personally, I think it was kind of a combination of things. Obviously, he, he's got his eyes set on on the future, being a pro as well. So. I think that was part of it. I absolutely trusted the source, and it was it was a splash that I, I didn't quite expect, but, you know, it, it did feel pretty good on, on my first day. Thank you very much. It was a, certainly a big start to things. So, Nick, before we get too deep into the Cyclones, give us a little bit of your background, find out a little bit more about you and uh, how it came into being. I know you were with the ESPN getting back into the recruiting world and 24-7 sports with Cyclone Alert. Yeah, so I'm I'm a Midwest native myself, uh, born in Rockford, Illinois. I, I grew up in Madison, Wisconsin nice. area. Um, actually, Wanakee, where the Cyclones will be having a commit next year, Andrew Keller. Mm-hmm. And then I went to school at Wisconsin, Big Ten guy. And then one of my first jobs out of school was with ESPN. It was it was a lot of fun. I was in the production world, working on Sports Center. I uh, spent some time with PTI, but, you know, I really missed home and I missed kind of being in the trenches, covering a team, uh, being around players, coaches, what have you. And this was a, a beautiful opportunity here with, with 24-7 sports. And obviously, Iowa State is a great place to be right now in, in the sports world, for sure. No doubt about it. So were you were in Bristol then? Yep, I lived in Bristol, and I also uh, yep worked right at the station just a few minutes from my house. I was there for about two full years. The, the time there was incredible, but it was definitely tough being away from people, you know, amidst a pandemic, and mm-hmm. you, you couldn't do as much as you had hoped. Personally, uh, we were in person for a lot of the time, but definitely glad that I was able to do that and kind of get the best of both worlds, both reporting and you know, some behind-the-scenes work in production as well. Did you ever cross paths with our friend Zubin Mahente? Very often, actually. Nice. Uh, so part of my time was with his radio show, KJZ, yeah. so I was on that. And then, yeah, when he was an anchor for Sports Center, we definitely met a few times. He's a very nice guy. Uh, he's a salt of the earth. Worker. Yeah, salt of the earth. Of course, he's got a Des Moines background. How long was he here? 10, 12 years? Something like that. A long yeah. time back at the uh, the turn of the century. Well, good stuff. So let's uh, just real quick, football-wise, before we get to basketball, of course, the, the bowl game has come and gone. Uh, the transfer portal now. Are, are you hearing anything? What, uh, what do you think Iowa State is going to pursue uh, in the transfer portal, position-wise, or if you're hearing any names, Nick Olson? I would say definitely look out, at least in terms of interest, um, for a couple linemen, uh, specifically, a lot of the nation is going to be pursuing Quinn Carroll from Notre Dame. I would absolutely throw Iowa State in that mix for now. I can't speak to you know mutual interest, but they're definitely looking at his potential. And then to me, otherwise, based on you know scholarships and and some of the numbers kind of changing, I would just really look at best available kind of like a draft, you know, talent-wise, who's going to be there. I know that the team feels pretty strong about the next couple classes, and and kind of from what I've gathered, scholarship numbers are going to be a pretty big deal for this transfer portal cycle. But Quinn Carroll is is a name I'm 
pretty confident to throw out there, at least in terms of interest and, and poking around. He will be a very coveted lineman from Notre Dame. All the talent in the world just seemed that the fit maybe wasn't right after this last season. Nick, the uh, new signing day back in December, of course, changes things as it pertains to high school recruiting, along with the transfer portal. What do you anticipate, if anything, we're going to see on the high school market for the February signing day coming up here in a little over a month? Well, from from what I can gather and, you know, kind of who I've, I've talked to, it sounds like a lot of this, this group, this cycle might wait a little bit, but I would certainly... Keep your eye out for some in-state talent. I'm speaking to a couple potential Cyclones this week, actually, so I'll definitely have some more to report to you next week on that front, but mainly a position of, you know, kind of the athlete label, as they say, like former Mm -hmm. quarterbacks or or linebackers that they they maybe played in high school, but there's potential to go kind of leading the back of the defensive backfield, like a safety as a member of Iowa State. That position's obviously looking really good this year, but the Iowa athletes, I would definitely keep an eye on in, in this cycle, including going into the fall. That's that's what I can confidently say right now for sure. Well, basketball, uh, let's uh, let's switch gears uh, here with you, Nick. Uh, certainly, Trent, Trent brought it up at the beginning of the program. No moral victories, uh, even if you are a winless team last year, but you had to come away. Defense has been their calling card. If they just could have made you know a couple more shots. Here's my takeaway. Baylor Bears, the number the defending champion. They're the number one team in the country. Iowa State gave them all that they wanted in that game. Baylor, to their credit, when the shot clock was winding down, uh, they, they made shots. Uh, Iowa State, could, uh, despite the fan base being in full throat, could just never push them over that hump. But boy, oh boy, that was an entertaining basketball game. Iowa State is going to be a factor uh, in the Big 12 is my takeaway. Well, and I really like kind of how you open with that. That was one of one of my notes I had as well. You can't really consider moral victories, but that aside, I personally walked away impressed with, with kind of how the Cyclones not only performed, but fought back, bounced back every single chance. You know, they're down 12, 14, able to get it back into six, maybe the eight-point range within striking distance. I, I talked to Coach Otzelberger about that, specifically with a guy like Tyrese Hunter who, you know, maybe had some turnovers, but then bounced back late, a couple nice finishes. So I definitely think defense is going to be a calling card, but here's the big thing, guys, with this team. They have to bring that energy, especially on the defensive end, every single night Mm -hmm. because, as you know, as the whole country's seeing right now, you're not going to get too many nights off in the Big 12. This conference is legit. It's deep, unbelievable depth, and it's It's going to be tough. They've got another battle at home Wednesday night against Texas Tech, who is, you know, in the top 25 and brings a huge amount of aggression on the defensive end as well. Nick, were you in the building for the Baylor game? Did you get to experience Hilton Magic for the first time? I can happily say that I was. Hmm. And, guys, that was incredible. I've been at many arenas, including NCAA tournament atmospheres, you know, big conference games. When there was the the dunk that made it eight to eight. I'm not sure from from Condit. Uh, I'm not sure that I have ever heard an arena that loud. I was right by the court, and I can honestly say I looked around. Like I looked to the other writers and looked around the stadium. Like, is this legit right now? Is is Hilton Magic fully back? 
it was incredible. And quite honestly, with the students coming back soon, mm-hmm. I expect that atmosphere to be in full force a lot of this Big 12 season. I'm, I'm excited and blessed to be around it. Yeah, really a special one uh, when they've got it going, and it uh, looks like TJ has accomplished that uh, and then some. Nick, uh, thank you for doing this. Glad to have you as part of our team. I know that the 24-7 Sports is happy that you're part of their team. Uh, what do you have coming up at Cyclone Alert? You mentioned you're going to talk to a few um, potential recruits coming up in the days ahead. What can we look forward to uh, at Cyclone Alert this week? Absolutely. So I will have recruiting updates with four-star wide receiver Bryson Rogers out of Florida. Um, another in-state uh, athlete, like I mentioned, Aston Stevens coming up this week. And then a lot of basketball content as well with with some other guys like uh, Jamison Patton at the end of the week for some recruiting too. So this, there's a lot coming up and it's It's been pretty awesome so far. I really appreciate it. 24-7 Sports Cyclone Alert.com. Nick Olson, the new man on the beat, and uh, one of our new go-to guys here when it comes to Iowa State Athletics. Nick, we'll talk to you next week. Thanks for doing this for us. Appreciate it. Thank you for the time, guys. Talk to you next week. Yep, good to hear from you. Nick Olson, 24-7 Sports Cyclone Alert.com. Trent's Play of the Day. It's sponsored by Circus Sports. Is it the college football the final college football game are you going to ignore it i can't ignore it we still got a contest that we got going on too and i gotta find out a way to get back into it you're still alive same game parlay it's the only way right or first touchdown or yeah how much money you got left a couple hundred bucks 195 down to 38 38 38 fish you're gonna need like a prayer (laughs) national championship same game parlay this guy with two touchdowns, this guy with three touchdowns. You're going to have to have all that in there. Ooh. Yeah, it's not going to happen. Anyways, it uh, looks like Andrew Downs is going to win. Is, it, is he? I, well, I think it seemingly. Who else? Sipker doing any good? He's Probably had his not. moments. He's had his moments. Um, we need an update going into that championship game next week. Oh, I think we're going to get one. Yeah. I think we'll get one. Well, we will uh, get Trent's play of the day. Circus Sports sponsors that's next. It's Miller and Condon. We're on Des Moines Sports Station, 106.1. bets off. You remember the last walk-off homer to win the World Series. It's been a while, but the answer is 1993. Do you know when Wolf Roofing started roofing houses? That's right, 1993. Wolf Roofing has been around for a long time. For your next roofing project, put the experience of Wolf Roofing on your side. Find them on the web at wolfroofing.net or give them a call at 515-225-8866. Or online, Wolf Roofing. for podcasting. The Central Iowa Sports Network is your home for year-round coverage of high school athletics in the CIML and the only place to watch Des Moines Menace Soccer. Providing coverage year-round and always streaming for free on YouTube and at CISN.TV. Subscribe to CISN TV on YouTube to stay up to date on upcoming events. Like and follow on Facebook and Twitter at CISN TV or visit their website at CISN.TV. CISN TV, the home for live local DraftKings Sportsbook has an unbelievable offer to get all fans in on the action for this exciting time on the football calendar. New customers can bet just $5 on any football team to win their game, and if they do, you win $200 in free bets. So
so let's wind down the season with a big win. DraftKings Sportsbook customers can also bet on football with same-game parlays. Combine multiple bets from the same game for a bigger payout. The more legs you add the more money you can win. Best of all, you can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code KXNO. Bet just $5 on any football team, college or pro, and win $200 in free bets if they win. That's code KXNO this week at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older. Iowa only. New customers only. Restrictions do apply. See DraftKings.com slash Sportsbook for details. If you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-BETS-OFF. It's time for Trent's Pick of the Day. Brought to you by Circus Sports Iowa. Here's Ken and Trent. All right, final couple of minutes here on a Tuesday. Feels like a Monday. I felt guilty not coming to work yesterday. You should have. (laughs) You didn't? I had the kid at home. All right. Ella would have been in with us yesterday. That's fine. Yeah. She stays out of the way. Absolutely. You just wait till Jack comes in for the first time. Yeah, right. Uh, well, it's time for the Circa Play of the Day. So we've got some decent basketball tonight. Lots we've of got, great basketball. There are. Um, so my viewing is probably going to be Illinois-Minnesota early. Mm-hmm. I've got to watch the bowl game. It's the last one. I think I do. I want to watch Kansas-Oklahoma State a little bit. The Jets play the Yotes. Wouldn't mind seeing my Jets. They're finally back on the ice. Yeah, it's been a while, huh? They played once. Uh, since the 20th of December. Wow. Uh, it's crazy that what COVID has done to that league and, of course, the Canadian government um, not letting fans in any arenas. So what are you playing? Well, I have 10 college basketball games <laughs> that I've played today. What is your best, Trent? Uh, let's narrow it down just a little bit from that. Good idea. I do like those Gophers. They're getting 7.5 against Illinois. I don't know what they'll have inside against Kofi. Yeah, it does concern me a little bit. This is not a Minnesota team that is as good, I think, as the record says that they mm-hmm. are. Seven and a half in the barn seems a tick high there. Okay. Uh, that's really, BTN too, correct? That's BTN. Yep. Big East, Lake Marquette at home tonight, laying one and a half at home against a really good Providence team, uh, Coach Cooley and company. And my final one, undefeated Colorado State, Nico Medved. Undefeated. What a job. Air Force is getting 20 and a half, though. That's a ton. Air Force plays, of course, Princeton based offense, uh-huh. a lot of back cuts, slow it down. I know Nico's got a heck of a squad. 20 and a half, though. Is it Fort Collins or Colorado Springs? It is in Fort Collins. And you know about that rivalry, too. Yes. It's an important one. It's I, what is it, 25? Give me 20 and a half and Air Force, as bad as they are tonight at Colorado State. Good stuff. Good stuff. Well, Murph and Andy are back at uh, 1 o'clock. Then the Fanatics at 3. Cyclone Insider goes tonight with Randy Peterson, Travis Hines. Also, uh, the Iowa Wild back on the ice tonight. Oh, good. And you can hear it here on KXNO. And that time, puck drop is what? 7 o'clock. 7, good stuff. All right, that's going to do it uh, for us here today. Uh, Again, Murph and Andy won the Fanatics at 3. We are Miller and Condon. You can hear us daily. Well, Monday through Friday from 10 until noon on Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO.